Is it fair to say Christians do not understand how powerful the golden rule is? The question can be asked, and is asked, and it ought to be asked, because if Christians understood the power of the golden rule, they surely would be passionate about living by it. Would it not make sense to you to apply the most powerful rule in the universe? Were the golden rule applied, as it is meant to be applied, nothing could withstand its power. Liberalism would not be the issue it is. If Christians understood the power of the golden rule and applied it, liberalism would be swept away. If Christians understood the golden rule and do not evoke it, then what are we to assume? The golden rule is usually thought of as a minimum that good people ought to do. It is considered along the lines of a suggestion. We do not do to others which we do not wish done to us. We do not lie if we do not want to be lied to. In Kant's formulation of the rule, people are to act as if their action would be a universal law. If we murder another person, our action gives everyone the option to murder. Our action is considered to set, to set a precedent. Our action sets a standard everyone else has a right to follow. Wikipedia suggests the golden rule requires us to treat others as we would have them treat us. The golden rule is interpreted by an amazing number of people as expressing the rule of ethics or of reciprocity. The command of Jesus to do unto others as we would have them do unto us is a positive injunction. We are told to do unto others. People seem to think they see a qualification at the start of the statement. The way the golden rule seems to be read is as a qualified suggestion. Liberals think Jesus is telling us that if we decide to do something, then what we do ought to be done in a way that would suit us if it were done back to us. As Kant's version of the golden rule suggested, if we are going to act, it is best to assume this action will be universalized. This is not, however, what Jesus is telling us. We are to do unto others. Think of Jesus being a four-star general addressing his troops. He snaps them to attention, then issues his command, Do unto others. Jesus did not utter a casual suggestion. This command is a summation of the entirety of the New Testament. If we do not get this right, without a doubt, we have corrupted the New Testament teachings. Do unto others is not qualified. It is not a reaction we are expected to pull out of our arsenal of possible responses to a situation we find ourselves in. This is a one-size-fits-all social technology. The way the golden rule is stated, it does not matter if we are dealing with believer or an enemy. The only stipulation we are given is that we are to do unto others as we would have them do unto us. Which brings us to the question as to how do we wish to be treated by others. Firstly, it would seem that our preference would be that those who engage us would do unto us as they prefer to be done unto. The golden rule informs us that our preference would be for others to follow the golden rule. 
We want them to do unto us as we would do unto them, means we ought to do unto them as they would do unto us if they were committed or passionate about the golden rule. We do not expect anyone to give us their labor for free because we do not wish to work for nothing either. However, all of us can agree to trade goods and services in a free market. Neither part of the exchange in the free market has an advantage over the other. The exchange is made solely on the relative value of the things traded. The interesting feature of the golden rule is that if it was universally enacted, it would create equality, meaning no one could exploit or defraud the other. No one would want to if they were committed to obeying its dictates. At one time, not completely, but generally, people did attempt to treat others as they would wish to be treated. The golden rule has been replaced by the reciprocity rule. Do unto others before they have a chance to do unto you what you assume they will do unto you, if given half a chance. Even today, however, Christians tend not to impose costs they created onto other people. More importantly, perhaps, a Christian will always pay the other person for the value they create. What is more, where there is a discrepancy in the accounting, Christians give the other person the benefit of the doubt. This is the real meaning of turning the other cheek. We are charitable in an economic sense, but also in a compassionate sense. The golden rule, as a first order principle, is able to replace all law. Indeed, law is created to replace the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you, tells us that each person must pay all costs created by them and impose no costs created by them onto others. Others, in this case, meaning society or future generations. The church is an accountable community. The church operates according to the golden rule. Christians are accountable for the costs they create, but not for costs created by others. Christians are governed by the golden rule. We do not wish others to pay costs created by ourselves because we do not wish anyone to impose costs created by them unto us or others. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you creates a free market economy and social accountability. The golden rule destroys socialism even as it encourages charity. If we need help, we would love others to help, but then only if we can help those who need help in return. If we simply follow the golden rule, legislatures are no longer required. All we need are juries of peers to determine if the accused acted as he would have had others act. If a person kills another, then he would have others kill him. This is his preference as defined by his action towards others. However, the power of the golden rule is not in its power of proscription, but in its prescription. People who want what they have taken from them will take from others. People who wish to be harmed will no doubt harm others. This gives us the doctrine of an eye for an eye. We can be charitable, but the precedent is set by the subject. The golden rule 
requires coherency of action. The golden rule makes a crime out of hypocrisy. If we preach what we do not follow, we commit an offence against the golden rule. It is not an offence to steal if you permit all others to steal what you have. If you resist, the justice you created sets a precedence in which it is permitted to resist your resistance. The golden rule gives you the freedom of setting the precedence. How you act defines what is just, at least in your case. There is no need for society to try and predefine all acts that harm society. Indeed, why ought one small group of persons set the standard for everyone else? If a group wishes to permit homosexuals to marry or sexual relationships to be unregulated, then it is not proper for anyone to preemptively condemn the practice. However, if a group condones oppression and exploitation, then this does set a precedent. The golden rule justifies fair exchanges between equal agencies. If two persons of equal agency agree to a transaction, then the exchange is warranted. If the subjects are of unequal agency, then the transaction cannot be deemed a legitimate transaction. Therefore, transactions or exchanges between persons of equal agency are legitimate. Actions between those with unequal agency, who have as people with equal agency, established condition of unequal agency, are deemed equal agents for the purposes of the activity warrant or established in the state or condition of their equal agency. It is transactions or engagements between those with unequal agency due to knowledge, age, position or power that establishes a precedent for how others will respond to them. The golden rule permits adults of equal agency to transact with each other on a level playing field. This is what we know of as a free market. However, those who engage when agency is not equal open themselves to biblical justice. Exchanges are applications of the golden rule created by free agents. The golden rule puts jurisprudence in the hands of the people. In application, the golden rule creates a free market that utilizes the labor theory of value and organizations implementing the principle of subsidiarity. This creates the conditions in which equality can flourish.